Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Spurscast, episode 641. My name is Paul Garcia, and I'm your host here on the Spurscast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Evan Townsend. In the episode, Evan and I will look at the Spurs' last four games, what the team did during the winning streak, and Lonnie Walker the Ford's play so far this season. Let's jump right into this episode. Welcome, Evan, to the Spurscast. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So, you know, just last week, Evan, we had Rocky Garza Jr. on for the first time. So this is now this is your week uh, for the first time being on the Spurs cast as well. Can you kind of tell the listeners some background of, you know, um, you joining um, Project Spurs um, recently and then just kind of, you know, just I guess, yeah, some of your background. Uh, Yes. Well, you know, I'm a diehard uh, basketball fan. I've been a basketball fan my whole life. Um, So long story short, I just found a lot of. a lot of uh, notable follows uh, through, uh, through quote-unquote Spurs Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I, I like to call it the audio app summer. Uh, I was on uh, Spotify Green Room, ColorCast. And, you know, just as soon as, when I, whenever I would find a Spurs room or just an NBA topic room, I would give my take. And, you know, I found out I was fairly good about it. I'm, fairly, uh, I'm really, well, uh, pretty well educated. So um, long story short, I just uh, made some connects there, um, inquired, uh, ended up inquiring Michael, and uh, you know the rest is history. Awesome, yeah. So no, it's great to have you on the site. Um, you know, it's Spurscast. If you want to read Evan's work, it's over on ProjectSpurs.com. And, and you know, now that he's joined our, our group here, he'll he'll start working on the, on the Spurscast as well. Where um, you know, being one of one of the guests here, so you'll hear his voice uh, more frequently. All right, so Evan, let's jump right into this episode. So since the last time I recorded, it was about a week ago. Um, the Spurs went. They played four games. They went two and two in their last four games since the last Spurscast episode. Let's, let's review how they did in these games, and then also kind of just provide some team updates for the listeners. Uh, so let's go to, back to Thursday. And I do I do want to note um, that Evan and I are recording this on a Wednesday evening. This episode. So on Thursday last week, the Spurs they got their, their best win of the season. They won by 31 points at Portland on the road. Uh, the Blazers were favored by four and a half, and the Spurs end up, like I said, getting their their largest lead of the season. Then on Saturday. The Spurs won by five points uh, against the Golden State Warriors on the road as well. This was significant because the Warriors were favored by nine points. I know they were on the second out of a back-to-back, but still, the, the, the fact that the Warriors were favored by nine points... Uh, that was the biggest margin that the Spurs were basically supposed to lose by, according to Vegas. And the Spurs, you know, played up, played very well in this game. They they built a, an early 22 point lead. The Warriors, of course, were the Warriors. They came back. They made it close. They got it to crunch time. But the Spurs, you know, this young team did hold on for the victory uh, against the Warriors. Then on Monday, um, the Spurs' um, four game win streak did come to an end. They 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 lost uh, by four another close game to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Devin Booker was out for Phoenix. 
Uh, Phoenix, again, was favored pretty well here by 7.5. The Spurs fell behind by 16, but again, in the fourth quarter there, they, they made that comeback where they got it into crunch time, even though Phoenix did hold on for the victory. And then the last, uh, the most recent game was Tuesday, the second out of a back-to-back. It was the Spurs' second back-to-back of the season. Uh, they lost by 12 at home in San Antonio against the New York Knicks. Um, the Knicks were favored by 1.5 points. Um, the Knicks basically built like a 16-point lead in this game. The Spurs, you know, they pretty much got like a comfortable win, I would say. The Spurs couldn't quite get it to crunch time. Uh, the Knicks just had too much size in the front court with Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, and Mitchell Robinson dominating the boards. They had a, they had an opponent season high, 17 offensive rebounds. And then the Knicks just made an insane amount of threes. They made 18 threes against the Spurs, and that was a big issue for San Antonio's defense. So uh, what are your thoughts, Evan, on, on the, uh, the Spurs going 2-2 two two in these last four games? You know, let's, let's start with the, uh, the Portland game on Thursday. Um, you know, when you, when you blow out a team, no matter what level of competition it is, you should feel good about yourself, you know. Um, I've, I've been saying this in, uh, in Twitter spaces. That was another one of the audio rooms I wanted to mention as well. Um, literally, whenever Derek White has a good game, we are in, we're in great position to win. Um, in my opinion, Derek White and DeJounte Murray are the best defensive backcourt in the league. I went on record as saying that for a while. And, you know, it's, it's evident that they work together and they work well together. They, they put, uh, both put up maybe 30, 34, uh, 35 minutes. And uh, whenever one's off the court, the other one is guaranteed to be on the court. So, you know, I, I know we're uh, we're waiting on uh, some more uh, consistent Lonnie Walker uh, uh, minutes. I know we're going to get into that later, but you know, overall, I, I really do think that um, that game itself was uh, was a good starting point. You know, for the rest of the week, and uh, you know that that led, that led us right into the matchup against the Warriors. Won that as well, and uh, you know, I, I know a lot of uh, fans are upset about the media attention that we're lacking. Uh, we we won that game, and uh, all I saw was. Steph Curry uh, pictures and uh, pregame uh, highlights of him making that uh, that shot from way in the stands, you know, stuff like that. But you know, that's I think what fuels our guys. Um, we we messed around and, and led a, a five uh, five man rotation small ball with I think Keldon Johnson at the five at mm-hmm. one point, and you know, we matched up fairly well against him. Um, you know, it's it's Coach Pop's team still. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are mad at him with his rotations early in the season with you know Thaddeus Young not getting minutes. Drew Eubanks uh, getting some of his minutes and Brent Forbes, all that kind of good stuff. But we, what, we, what we saw was, you know, what Primo could could provide for us now more on, on ball. We mm-hmm. saw um, the lack of an, an importance of Devin Vassell to stretch the floor, to be able to, uh, to a wing defender as well. Um, Doug McDermott is not uh, the best defender on ball, and you know he would get a, he would get targeted at times. But you know, we, we going into Phoenix. You know, I I didn't I didn't expect to to win that game. We were actually one depth of a cell away from winning, um, and you know, the the leadership of Chris Paul, the depth of that team, Monty Williams, you know, former Spurs um, staff member. It's it's mm-hmm. you could tell when when, uh, when um, Coach Pop's intelligence rubs off on some of these guys. And you know, Tuesday it was it was it was a tough loss back to back. I'd never seen R.J. Barrett play like that in my life. <laughs> uh, oh my god like uh, not, literally that was one of the best performances he's ever had and you know Julius Randle wasn't really an option you just don't have a lot of size down low I know a lot of people are, are claiming or, or praising Jock Lindell for the for the few minutes and production he's he was given but you know I, I really do think that if uh, you have a young team especially coming off of a road trip you come back home on a back-to-back you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna feel it you know uh, Keldon Johnson he got hurt I'm, I'm, I've been praising for for the love of me. If you're over six six, you should not be wearing Kobe's, man. Like, like that that guy is, you know, he's he's. 
I'm not going to go too much about his fashion sense, but he, he likes, you know, he's flashy, right? The lime green, Kobe's, you know, mm-hmm. the red laces, that's cool. But, you know, you need some ankle wraps on. You need some, you need some curry ankle braces for sure, young fella. So I think he'll be good. I think he'll be back uh, in the next few weeks. Hopefully it didn't look too bad. And tests uh, were negative, correct, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah that was negative. So, yeah, um, I think that um, I think we're, we're, we're getting exactly what we want out of guys. Uh, a lot of the questions that we were even Pop was uh, was answering and was unsure of, oh, who's going to be our closer? Who's going to be our guy? That's now DeJounte Murray. Is Lonnie mm-hmm. Walker, has he earned his extension? Is he is he what, what people thought he would be? People really thought that he was going to be the leading scorer on this team mm-hmm. uh, with DeMar DeRozan gone, and yeah, that's not the case. So, um, yeah, we're, we're answering our questions. Josh Primo is ready. Um, you know, I, I work sometimes uh, down in the G League in Austin, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, he's a fan favorite, but, you know, whenever he's not there, uh, it, it does consi- uh, does get kind of dull, you know. It's kind of you know, you know him and Weisskamp uh, split time in Austin. But now Jocelyn Dell is in Austin. We can get into that as well if you want to, man. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, yeah, so you know the Spurs they basically defied Vegas. Vegas basically said they should have gone 0 and 4 this past uh, four games. They ended up going 2 and 2. So 500 basketball. That's good for this team who mm-hmm. who were recently on a on a six game losing streak a few weeks ago. Uh, so so just again one notable um, note during this stretch is that the Spurs did build their their biggest um, winning streak of the season at four games. Uh, they are now 8 and 15 through 23 games on the season. They're 12th out west. They're just two games in the loss column behind Portland, who's 10th. And you know Portland could start slipping here. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries as well. Um, they because the Spurs are winning games now. They're, they're still there in six with the sixth worst record, which means that their draft, their, their chances of getting a really good lottery pick has started to diminish a little bit here. Again, it's still early in the season. Uh, they're 23rd on offense, kind of what we expected. They got back to 10th for, for like a night. Uh, they got it back into the top 10 on defense, but then they fell behind with that with that loss to the Knicks because they, they allowed 120 points to the Knicks um, on offense. Um, and just like Evan mentioned there, you know, Devin Vassell is still dealing with his injuries. He has that right quad contusion that's kept him out of several games now. He is, he is listed as doubtful for Thursday against Denver. And then Keldon Johnson got hurt, like like um, like Evan said here uh, in that last game against the Knicks, where Keldon got hurt um, in the first half. He left to the locker room. Then he started the third quarter, but then he just wasn't ready to go. Uh, Coach Pop did say though some good news that the the X-rays were negative, and so we know that it's not too too serious because the Spurs are already putting him as doubtful for Thursday, which is a good sign that he's just not immediately out. So so again, there's a chance he might even end up playing Thursday. He's, he's listed as doubtful with that right ankle sprain. Something else uh, Evan mentioned there is that Jock Landale for the first time he's getting sent to Austin to you know go get some minutes there because he's just not playing at, the, at this level. I know he got some, some garbage time minutes against the Knicks, but he's just not going to be in the rotation with that young still on the team with Kate Bates job and, and uh, Drew Eubanks and also Jakob Pertl all, all healthy. Um, like, like Evan said, you know, there's been an increase in minutes for Josh Primo, and I, I know that he's been averaging 16 minutes in the last two games that he's been playing in, but even this goes back to before that when the, when the winning streak first started. Uh, Primo's basically averaging 12 minutes in four of the last six games, uh, and mainly Coach Pop, you know, was asked about this before the game against the Knicks. They uh, one of the reporters basically asked, you know, uh, what, are you basically giving Primo these minutes, or is it more so because of the injuries? And Pop kind of attributed more so to the injuries, the fact that Devin's out right now, now Keldon might be out. Uh, that's kind of the reason why we've seen more and more Josh Primo minutes. Um, and then Pop did say, though, that this team does want to see him more so still in Austin, even when, I, I guess whenever everybody gets healthy. But again, Primo's making the best of his opportunity right now with some of these performances he's having. And then one other note on the team is that DeJounte Murray um, was named the Western Con- was, uh, was, was a nominee, should I say, for the Western Conference Player of the Week. And that's significant because the Spurs haven't had any players make the Western Conference Player of the, of the Week since DeMar DeRozan was off the team was on the team last year. So, Evan, I know that's a lot of info. Just do you have anything um, in particular that you want to um, discuss there? Well, I'm, I'm very happy DeJounte Murray is getting some recognition. Um, he's, he's my, I'm not trying to be biased, but he's my uh, pick for a most improved player. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Miles Bridges is having a good season. He's actually 
um, the one all-star they have on their team. I don't think LaMelo Ball has earned that title just quite yet. Miles Bridges is really hooping, so shout out to him. But, you know, we have, a, we, have a, we have our guy. We have our leader this year. He's really stepped up. And, you know, just besides the numbers, besides the, the stats of uh, the last seven games, all the appraisal he gets on, uh, on, the, on Twitter and online, let's, let's think about the impact of, uh, of DeJounte Murray as a whole. And, you know, if he wasn't there, we would be, we would be really, 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 really bad. I, 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 can't, I cannot express that enough. Without DeJounte Murray, we are a, one of the worst teams in the league, uh, without a doubt. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he continues. Um, I really think that Primo is going to keep earning his minutes. I would love to see him split time in Austin. Um, but, you know, if, if Devin Vassell, Kevin Johnson are going to be out, I do think that he, he provides that spark. Um, the playmaking and the defense. I mean, we didn't even mention that. Oh my man, I know, I know. You know, they were more like deflections, and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of players just kind of like not um, in uh, in motion. Just kind of what, what I'm trying to say is like he he caught players lacking in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. not paying attention. Yep. But man, that that just shows what uh, his true potential is. He has the biggest hands on the um, in the in, on the in the past uh, draft class. Um, if I'm not mistaken, next to Kai Jones, um, he's still growing. Six six, he's turned he turns nineteen on Christmas Eve, you know. So he was only six days away from not being draft eligible. So, um, so shout out to him. He's he's getting his recognition. He's a fan favorite. I don't mm-hmm. know if I don't know if people uh, actually recognize this, but when you look around the league, look like look at the top rookies like Evan Mobley, um, Scotty Barnes, Kay Cunningham. Those are fan favorites. Cool, mm-hmm. right? We have a fan favorite as well. And we and we're taking him with uh, we're taking our time with him. He's pretty much uh, what he's doing with uh, with Primo is that he's protecting him. So so not unless it's his legacy is uh, sustained, but so his hype and so his his worth and so his current status is uh, is as high as it is because you know the Jalen Greens of the world, the Franz Wagner's Wagner, excuse me, and uh, you know even like the Austin Reeves of the world, they're they're cool, but they're not actually they're they're good, but they're not they're not actually quote-unquote living exactly up to high. Uh, Wagner is. He's kind of fell off a little bit. Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs has kind of exceeded uh, expectations. But, you know, we pre- the primo picks, the the primo three-mo, all that kind of stuff, That that's great and that's rare. And I know people are like, oh, you know, we should just give him 20 minutes. If that happens, all that praise goes down the roof yep. or down the, down mm-hmm. the drain, So if I'm, if I'm mistaken. So, so yeah. Yeah, so no, no, for sure. And I think, yeah, I think, again, until until everybody gets healthy, I think you're going to continue to see Primo. And, again, he's just making the most of his opportunity where if he continues to play really well, you know, Pop's going to have that tough decision when everyone gets healthy is, you know, do I send him back to Austin or I just keep him here? But for now, it does look like the plan is to send him back to Austin whenever everyone gets healthy. But, you know, it's, it's fun, too, to continue to watch Primo get minutes. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. 
this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's go to our second topic. And this is just um, looking at some things that the Spurs were doing really well during that four-game win streak. Um, and then, you know, and it, some of it's just like some of the most obvious things. So, uh, so, so one of the big things is that they really dominated the paint during that four-game win streak. They were outscoring teams by 16 points per game in the paint. Uh, normally during the season, they outscore teams by seven points, almost so double the scoring in the paint. Um, they increased their own paint scoring. They were, very, they were much more aggressive attacking the rim. Uh, but it was really their defense. They, they were holding teams to 43 points in the paint um, during this win streak. Uh, and normally, they gave up 47 in the paint. Uh, teams shot 54% of the paint uh, compared to 61% for the season. Uh, the Spurs also flipped the free throw line deficit where normally they lose the free throw line by about two points. Now they were winning it during this four-game win streak. This is not just with the four-game win streak, but this has been happening even in these two losses against uh, Phoenix and against the Knicks, where the Spurs are, co- are kind of just abandoning the mid-range completely. Um, you know, they've really started to, to, to decrease their attempts from mid-range, uh, and, and we've seen that in the data from night to night. Um, th- during the four-game winning streak, they were only losing the three-point line by three points. During the season, that's usually an issue. They're, they're losing it by 7.8 points. And then um, one thing they did well on defense was really um, making um, three-pointers tough for the opponents. Sh- uh, opponents shot 32% during the win streak uh, from three on 11 makes. During the season, they make 13 threes against the Spurs on 36% accuracy, which is a good number. And then the Spurs also had been limiting um, opponent wide-open threes for eight games in a row. This is even before the win streak. And then it finally got broken That's that that that. that 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 um that number uh, kind of snapped when the Knicks got got a hold of like 54 percent of their threes that were wide open. So so those are what the numbers say right now. What the Spurs were doing well during that four game win streak. Just some things that the eye test basically shows is just some of the players that are back and, and playing very well. Jakob Pertl's finally back. Um you know Coach Pop basically said he's the base of their defense and that's the reason why we can attribute a lot of that incre- that 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 improvement in rim protection because Pertl's basically back and finally healthy after his after his uh, bout with COVID. Uh, Derek White is also back even though he's been here. He's back to being Derek White. Basically. Basically, so since those, since that Boston game, that's when it all started six games ago. Derek's basically been in double figures every single night. Uh, he's averaging 19 points on on basically like 16 shots, so an efficient number there. He's launching about 7.7 threes per game, shooting 30, basically right under 33 percent, which would be a point per shot. Um, he's getting to the free throw line, so now this helps out the team because it's normally just been Kelton who's able to get to the line most often. So now Derek's getting four free throw attempts per game, five rebounds, five assists, uh, 1.2 turnovers. Also, during the last six games, DeJounte is just putting up 29-9, and you know, being DeJounte Murray, kind of what Evan said earlier, how, how his play has been really well this year. Doug McDermott is, um, you know, rolling right now. He's, he's averaging 14 points in the last uh, six games, and he's been doing really well since he came back from his injury. Uh, Keldon Johnson, I know his average is at 13 points in these last um, six games, but it only took a dip because he had to miss minutes when he got hurt against the Knicks. And then Jakob Pertl, like I said, you know, 11 points, 10 rebounds the last six games. Uh, Bryn Forbes has been a spark for the team off the bench with, with 10 points seven points per game in the last six and then Lonnie Walker yes I know he's only averaging eight points he's actually under his normal scoring average but he did have out have that one big breakout game against the Warriors with 21 points and that actually helped San Antonio get the win so um, do you have any uh, comments uh, Evan on on um, you know these that four game win streak but then also just some of the players that have just been been playing well overall you know I'll start with uh with Doug McDermott he he, he missed a, a few games early in the season he's been mm-hmm. out uh every now and then but you know he's not the the guy that we should depend on for a bucket off the bench. I think that's Devin Vassell's role. You know, 
but when you when you run a play for for Doug McDermott and you think he's going to take a mid range shot and you, and you and you find him flying by you for a floater off the glass a, a mm-hmm. nice one it's that that's I, I, that's where I think Pop uh, should get a lot of praise because you know Jakob uh, Pertl uh, I think the game was against the Lakers he had four floaters over Anthony Davis nothing but net mm-hmm. he hit him with a high uh, if it was if it was in three it was four for sure. Um, we, you do a high pick and roll, high ball screen. You hit him uh, right before the free throw line, and you think you know he's going to kick out, swing to one of our guys in the corner. Uh, but you know, hit him with the floater. There's there's plays like that. There's the I, I, I hate to I'm not, I'm not trying to diss Lonnie, but <laughs> Lonnie does his own version of the LeBron. Let me look at the ball. You know, what I'm talking about. You look at look mm-hmm. at the look at the ball, then shoot. What he'll do is that he'll jab. And then he'll wait a second, and then he'll 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 do a, a quick little shot fake, and then he'll launch. It's it's inconsistent, but if that kind of stuff when when you least expect it. What else? The Brent Brent Forbes crossing somebody and, and end up on a top ten play. When has that yeah. ever happened? You know that that was that was great. You know that was a that was a great moment. But um, back to Yaka Pertle, his impact. Uh, having a guy making eight million dollars, giving you a double double every night, uh, playing thirty plus minutes isn't something that you find every single day. You know, he was one of the more underrated players uh, mm-hmm. coming into the season, especially after the preseason. He had, he had a great preseason before he got uh, COVID protocols. And, you know, sh- shout out to Spurs fans for ruining that for us. I don't know if you knew what happened, but he went he went to go get a haircut. He wasn't wearing a mask, and someone took a picture, and that's that's what happened. So, oh, shout, wow. so, so shout, out to, shout out to Spurs fans. You know, you you really helped us out there. But uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot to, to talk about this team and, and during that streak. And it was... And I'm which, I don't know if you, uh, yeah, you definitely saw it. There's people went from, you know, oh, let's go get that top five pick to, oh, let's make the playoffs. We're only a couple mm-hmm. games away from the fifth, sixth seed. And, you know, I think that, uh, I do think the lottery is, uh, is real. I, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those, one of those guys that's saying, oh, like they, they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they like, they pretty much give away, uh, like they, they give, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? They have, they have a, mm-hmm. a, a, a some type of control over the over the lottery. They don't have. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not fully random. Sorry, mm-hmm. and um, I do think that we will get blessed. I do think the the fantasy guys will bless us. I do think that we'll end up with a pick higher than we're projecting, no matter where we are. Solely because we're one of the only teams. I want you to recognize this. The Spurs are one of the only teams that don't have dysfunction on the bench. Besides Thaddeus Young, that's not really that bad though. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not John Wall sitting out making forty mil. We're not Anthony Davis and and. Uh, and Dwight Howard arguing over the bench, you know, probably over a Hall of Fame accolades or something, whatever. The, never mind, top seventy-five. <laughs> Anyways, like, there's, there's all this, all this animosity on on, uh, on on certain tanking teams. The Kings, they have a horrible front office. The Trailblazers, I'm not going to get into that. The Mavericks, they're always in, in some in some nonsense. The Magic, they they're okay, but they have they still have Terrence Ross. They still have the fig- I mean, that Wendell Mobamba crisis isn't exactly a crisis anymore, but you know that. We're a team with everyone has it on a great contract. There's no real true beef, and if that beef is real with Thaddeus Young, I, we all know he's going to get shipped out before All Star break. We can get to that later, but um, but yeah, there's there's really nothing to worry about if you're a Spurs fan. I think that once next year's draft comes around, there's so many, so many six eight to six ten stretch fours, scoring fours, three and D guys that we can get no matter what position we're in. And you know we can actually make a move. You know if 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 Joe Weiskamp is uh, is I, let me tell you before before uh, this win streak, I was saying uh, Weiskamp is more ready for what his role could be and mm-hmm. what he can provide, or just as ready as Primo 
just because, you know, he's he can stretch the floor, his shot's looking better. He was working out on that with Doug over the uh over the over the season and then in training camp and literally like he's he's forty two inch vertical, the confidence just as Primo. Primo's gonna be more on ball. The turnovers mm-hmm. five, six, five and seven in his last four games, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, if we're one I the, the people that are saying we're one or two pieces away, I, they don't really know what they're talking about. We're maybe three to four, I don't want to say pieces, but major moves away because we still have to, we still have to figure out, does Kelvin Johnson want to be here? We still have to figure out, is Doug McDermott worth, what, $13 million off the bench? That's the fourth biggest, uh, soon to be third biggest um, cut on the team. You know, so um, I, I'm, I'm really excited for the future. And, you know, I, I just really wish... I really wish Spurs fans would just chill out, you know, let us let uh, let Coach Pop do his thing. Um, I know that people were, were, uh, were worried about, oh, you know, we need to press him and ask questions and yeah, this and that, and we, we we've seen what happens when that you know when that occurs. So mm-hmm. I think we're, we're in good standings, like I said, and I really do think that we're going to finish maybe tenth, eleventh seed. I don't want to be in the play-in. I'd rather be in the lottery, but you know, like I said, maybe the fantasy guys. Uh, they they, uh, they bless us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so I did, I think just going back to the topic, um, some some of the the biggest things you can take away is that you know a lot of the, their success was because of the defensive end, and that's something they can control a lot of times. Where where you know they, can, they they're they're a really good defensive team on on certain nights, and so that's something again. Uh, you know, some, the, the shooting's going to come and go at times. Uh, you know, not uh, some of these players aren't going to play like this all the time, but again, it's the fact that if they can just communicate um, on defense because it's kind of something that they talked about and just um, you know really taking away the three ball as much as they can. Um, you know, contesting shots, and then also you know with Yaka Pertles. Uh, um, uh, defense there at the rim, and then also the rotations by the other players, the wing players, and their help defense and things like that. That's something that where they can find more success. So again, uh, that was a good picture for them those four games when they went on that winning streak, and we'll see um, if, if they can find some more success after you know after losing the last two against the Knicks and the Suns. And then uh, the last topic, Evan, uh, that we just want to discuss on the Spurs cast is is Lonnie Walker the Fords play. And the reason why I bring him up, you know, through twenty three games is because of that game going back to the Warriors game. It's just it's just wild how he just looked like just so calm, so patient. And just so aggressive against the Warriors, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, just the, the next two nights he just struggles again. And so let's look at Lonnie for the whole season now. Let's begin with offense. Um, he's averaging nine point nine points per game on um, nine point eight shots. So obviously that shows that he's, he's really struggling with his accuracy. Um, he takes five point two three point attempts. He's only making twenty nine percent of his threes. Um, he's averaging two and a half assists and one point three turnovers. So against the Warriors just recently, he scores twenty one points uh, against the Warriors. Like I said, and and the, the big thing here is that he scored ten points in the paint. He was very aggressive driving against the Warriors, getting it to, to the teeth of the defense and scoring. Then a few nights later, he gets he scores six points against the Suns, all from three. And then just the next night, just last night on Tuesday, um, he scores three points against the Knicks the entire game. And just, of course, just one made three. So it, it's just it just you know it, it just makes me question you know what's going on here where he's able to just attack a, a defense on one night just like crazy. And then uh, and then just a few nights later, he's just you know all he's looking for is a three shot. That's that's the only shot that that he that he's that he's get, given. So let's look at his shot diet. Where do his shots come from? We know that 40% of his shots do come from the, from the arc three, uh, beyond the arc, uh, where he's struggling, like I mentioned earlier, with his accuracy. Um, 31% of his shots do come in the paint, and he's scoring well there. Um, he's, he's getting over a point per shot when he, when he does attack the paint. Um, 60% of his shots come from mid-range. Um, he's struggling on that shot, too, even though he takes it. And then he doesn't get that many corner threes, and that's the only place on the three-point line where he's actually efficient right now. He's, uh, only 12% of his shots come from the corner three. Uh, defenses are leaving him wide open, so he's getting 49% of his attempts wide open. Um, 
He's struggling on those wide open threes. Um, he he takes a lot of pull ups. Twenty nine percent of his, his three point attempts are pull ups. He, he's on, he's the leader on the team in attempts, and he's and he's really struggling there on those pull up threes. Uh, he's fourth on the team in total drives, so he's he's putting the ball on the floor and going to um, attacking the defense. Forty one percent of the times he, he shoots the ball, he takes a shot when he drives the ball. Uh, the other forty one percent of the time he passes it, and then eight percent of the time he draws a free throw, and then another eight percent of the time he turns it over. And then overall on offense, when 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 he's on the floor on offense right now, the Spurs are outscoring teams by zero point seven points per one hundred, which is basically barely score outscoring opponents. So that's about average um, when we look at the data according to cleaning the glass. Uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on offense? The fact that you know he can just go from one night against the Warriors, ten points of the paint, just you know just they can't stop him from attacking the defense. And then the next two nights, you know, just you know, like I said, all he is is a three point shooter. You know, um, I, I really do think Lonnie Walker is going to end up walking in free agency. Um, I, I he's the Warriors game. Let me, let me start with that. They actually left him open a lot of times. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was what we saw with. Uh, with Derek White, he was left open in a few games early in the season just because he, he's not shooting well. Mm-hmm. He did attack the he did attack the rim, uh, as in, in Alani. He did attack the rim. He he was doing well, but you know that first half they they pretty much left him <laughs> left him to to prove himself. And this is his his last year on his deal. Uh, like I said before, people were really thinking that he was going to be the leading scorer of this team, whether if he was starting or off the bench, just because his mentality, you know, shot creating ability, um, and you know just having. The, the the reps and early in the season he was shooting twenty times a game, you know that 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 uh, that diminished uh, over the past few weeks. But I, I really want to see. It, it, I'll, I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this really quick. I'll make this so easy for people to understand. If Lonnie Walker is willing to have less minutes than than Devin Vassell, and to make less than around maybe like six or seven million, actually maybe five around what Brent Forbes is making, he'll come back next year. They'll. But that's like a current KCP type of role. Would he be down for that? Is he trying to prove that he's a 6th, 7th man off the bench rather than a ninth or 10th? And, um, you know, I don't think he'll take that. I, I, I would rather him, you know, be up and honest with Pop and say, you know, man, this is my last, my last, um, I, 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 I really don't think he's going to be here, man. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out, is there a trade? Maybe toss him with that with Thad Young. Uh, we were in, we were in spaces earlier uh, this week, and I was actually in a Miami Heat space, and they were praising me for saying bringing up a Thad Young, uh, Lonnie Walker, maybe a pick for uh, for Yerk and for Duncan Robinson, mm-hmm. and you know that Duncan Robinson is making over ninety million dollars over the next uh, four years. He's in a sense the quote unquote the highest paid podcaster out there, you know. But he's he's having a bad year. I don't really see that being a uh, a long term move. Um, for, uh, that benefits both teams, but uh, you know Lonnie Walker will be going back to Miami where it all started. Um, he doesn't have a, a huge, huge role, but it's the same. It's a similar type of system with with, uh, with Spo in uh, in Miami, and uh, a deal like that I think would be would fit him best because if if he's going to be playing like this on this team for the next what five or six months, you know he, he knows his time is going to be is going to be up, and it's going to frustrate him. You know, um, I know he was in interviews saying, you know, I want to be here, the guy in H-E-B, and he was like, what's up, Way?" and all that kind of stuff. There's people making merch off of that, you know, and that's cool. That's great. You know, he's shouting out the Roadrunners. That's cool. That's great. But, you know, does he really does he really live up to the amount of money he's going to make next year and what he wants? And I don't think that – I don't think that that's <laughs> – I really don't think I, – I, I don't think he's going to be uh, 
a San Antonio Spurs. Long story, long story short, you know, I it, it was tough to 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 just soak in. But you know, maybe if he, like I said, he was up and honest with Pop and says, "Hey, man, like if you ship me out, it doesn't matter what team. Maybe a team had him higher on the draft boards a long time ago. Maybe they have some some." Uh, some open uh, opportunities due to injuries or due to lack of depth at that position. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think he can turn it around. I do think he can be someone in our future. But, you know, people people are already comparing uh, and already saying, you know, he uh, Primo, not saying he should take his minutes next year, but he's going to take, he's going to be able to have his minutes when he's, uh, if he were to be gone and he'll be, and he would thrive, he would do better, you know, so. I really hope he turns it around. Um, I'm I'm a huge, huge Lonnie Walker fan. Don't get me wrong, but you know he's he's got to just be more consistent. And I think it's all mental. I really do think it's all mental with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we remember when he first came in. This man was had the had the hair. He was super. Not I'm, I don't, every everyone when you when you when you first get some money and when you first you need, when your dreams come true, you're gonna be not saying immature, but you know a little little childish. You know not not the most professional. And you know what? What has happened over the past few years? He's gotten engaged. He cut. He cut the hair. He went from posting just his dogs and his life story on Snapchat to posting like real, you know, like all the stuff that's going on last summer with the riots, and then you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being a part of the uh, the walks and stuff. You know, that's yeah. great. But man, you know, that's you got to produce on the court. So that's all I got. Yeah, I know. Uh, just going back to the offensive part, you know, how we, how we kind of say, you know, the number is a little disappointing here, especially when you see the potential he has because of, like, how he played against the Warriors. And I go back to an early uh, quote from Pop early in the season. It was against the, it was actually before the season started, back against the Magic in a preseason game. I remember Pop says, uh, you know, yeah, he's been coming off the bench about Lonnie, and he's a scorer. He can score. And we're not a high-powered, off, we're not a high-powered um, team offensively, so what he does for us is going to be very important for obvious reasons. So that was when, you know, Pop was asked about Lonnie's play. He was playing a little, uh, little well during the, the preseason, so that's what it I think that's what it comes down to is the fact that, you know, this was his chance. You know, there's no more, you know, Rudy Gay off the bench or Patty Mills off the bench. This was his chance to be that guy that, they, you know, they could look for for 15, you know, 17 points a night. Uh, and he just didn't – he hasn't done that. You know, I know it's only 23 games, but still, you know, right now, with just based on the pattern of what we're seeing, that doesn't look like that's going to be the player that he's going to be this season with this Spurs team. So I think that, yeah, like I'm with you, Evan, where like, yeah, I think that his time is going to – you know, this might be um, his final season, especially because he is going to be a restricted free agent this upcoming offseason. And that's even if they if they tender him the qualifying offer. Um, you know, defense – the reason why I think he still continues to get minutes because his defense has been pretty good this year for the Spurs. Uh, he stands out on the team in, in defensive field goal percentage. Um, he's solid amongst his teammates and deflections, steals, contested shots, blocks, fouls, and defensive rebounds. Um, teams are, are outscoring the Spurs by 3.2 points per 100 per clean the glass, which is in the 33rd percentile. But overall, he's been pretty solid on defense. And then I think you, we kind of you kind of just addressed this, you know, right now is like, I, you know, I really feel that, like, you know, once everyone gets healthy and, you know, Primo goes back to Austin, there's going to be a few more games go, that, that, that get played. And we have seen Pop, you know, he's willing to, to change the lineup uh, if players are just, if there's, a, if there's another player ready to go uh, that's in a better position right now. And so we saw that recently with Drew Eubanks and Thad Young, where, you know, Drew is for sure getting all those minutes. And then all of a sudden, you know, that Thad just showed that he was a better option off the bench. And so um, in some of those games during that win streak, Pop went to Thad Young first over Drew Eubanks. And, and I do wonder if, um, you know, if everyone gets healthy and Lonnie's kind of still not, not quite, um, you know, you know have, having, having, having pretty good games here, I do wonder if Pop will eventually, you know, give some of those minutes to Josh Primo 
Primo and kind of start bringing him him ahead of Lonnie. So that's something to watch down the road here during the season. And then kind of what you just what you just mentioned there, I do wonder too. So uh, too now, like you know, we've all known about you know Thad Young's probably going to be the, the player most likely traded before February 10th. But because Lonnie can be a restricted free agent this offseason, you know, and they could end up losing him, like you said, maybe he ends up walking. I do wonder too though if his chances of getting traded are starting to increase uh, with, with the few months uh, down the road. I, again, I don't know exactly. Maybe Miami's a good team, like you mentioned, that 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 could want him a, a, a contender. But also, you know, if you're a contender, do you want a guy who's who's right now shooting 29 percent from three and just you know he's he's been really inconsistent? Or do you, is it like a younger team, um, you know, that's kind of still developing and they think they can get more to Lonnie if they put the ball in his hands and maybe make him a starter and let him have like you know 20 20 shots a night, see what he can do. So I think um, those are some interesting questions to watch. Did you have anything else on Lonnie? I I do think Lonnie will find his role. I mm-hmm. do think that he'll be a um, he'll have maybe. 10 a 10 plus year career in the league um but you know he's gonna have to just really focus and lock in and and you just just analyze where he's at as a player um you know you you mentioned his defense his defense has been fairly well Uh, he has really quick feet he has a really uh a really uh high basketball iq but um i i really need to see him improve a lot of these numbers you know so i don't think primo is going to just take his minutes I, i i think pop uh uh, sweat equity. Um, Lonnie has uh, has been had wrote the pine for years. He's he was in Austin. He he's he he earned what he what he's uh, his role his current role. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think that you know on his way out especially. I think that would that would raise a lot of emotion on the bench. The what I was what I was uh, mentioned earlier that we're trying to prevent. So you know, um, Lonnie's been a, a good uh, mentor for for a lot of these guys, a lot of these rookies. Um, I can imagine him just, you know, saying, you know, this is this is my this might be my last year, but I'm gonna give it my all, and um, and I don't think a lot of these, I don't think Twitter is getting to him, I don't think social media is getting to him. He's just he's just trying to play his game. So I really would wish him the best. Like I said, I am a really big fan of his. Um, he's been a really big uh, important piece off the bench. And if we were to lose him, you know, we would we would um, we would suffer a lot, uh, especially with um, with uh, Primo and. You know, maybe he's not ready for 20-plus minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's all I got. Okay, so, yeah. So, again, we'll kind of see what, what happens a lot. Again, it's only 23 games. Still a lot of season left to be played. Uh, so so before we close out this episode, Spurs Cast listeners, don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Uh, we have game-by-game analysis by Stephen Michael. Uh, Rocky Garza Jr. continues to provide the, the weekly previews each week that the Spurs play. Uh, Benjamin Bornstein is looking, looking toward the draft down the road. Uh, his latest piece is called A View to a Dunk, a Jalen Duran Prospect Watch. And then uh, our newest writer, Trace Roning, uh, he has his first piece up on the site uh, called Stuff I Liked About the Spurs' Four-Game Winning Streak. Again, that's by Trace, Trace Roning. Uh, so thanks to Evan for joining me here on the Spurs cast. Also, thank you to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.